Welcome to the Seattle Public Library's podcasts of author readings and library events, a series of readings, performances, lectures, and discussions. Library podcasts are brought to you by the Seattle Public Library and Foundation. To learn more about our programs and podcasts, visit our website at www.spl.org. To learn how you can help the Library Foundation support the Seattle Public Library, go to foundation.spl.org. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Seattle Bibliocafe, Librarians, Books, and Coffee, brought to you by the Seattle Public Library. This is episode six, and today we have myself, David, and Misha, and Linda, here to tell you about what we've been reading lately. So uh, let's start with you, Linda. Okay, good. I get to go first. Um, uh, We're recording this in January, and we recently heard who won the Newbery Awards for children's literature. But there's another way that I think is more exciting to find out about kids' books, and it's when you find a book that fourth and fifth graders are handing each other, maybe not on the playground, maybe they're not taking books out to the playground, but, but the kind of book that one kid tells another kid about. And that's the case with this book, which is called The Strange Case of Origami Yoda. It's by Tom Engelberger, and it is a delightful book that's part mystery. Um, It's highly illustrated, so it's very inviting to read. And it's the story of a finger puppet, a Yoda finger puppet, who um, the sixth graders at Macquarie Middle School are thinking that he has some sort of magical powers, except for the fact that this finger puppet lives on the hand of Dwight, who's a complete dweeb, and they don't think he could be that smart. Anyway, Origami Yoda uh, dispenses advice, and one example early in the book is this kid, Kellen, is in the boys' bathroom, and he is sprayed in a most unfortunate spot by some other kid at school, and he can't, uh, he can't leave, he's trapped in the bathroom, he doesn't have his backpack, he doesn't have any books, he doesn't have anything to put in front of him, and he can't go back to class, and then Dwight walks in with Origami Yoda on his finger, and Origami Yoda says, all of pants you must wet, which is brilliant. So Kellen gets his pants all wet, goes to class. His teacher thinks he's he's uh, just up to some sort of prank, but at least he doesn't get unwanted attention. And it's a funny book. It's divided into chapters. Each chapter is a different kid's experience with this, this finger puppet. So that's the strange case of origami Yoda. Wow. All of pants you must wet. How do you follow that? Um, So I just read Audrey Niffenegger's new graphic novel, The Night Bookmobile. And um, Niffenegger is most well known for her first uh, book, Time Traveler's Wife, which I really, really loved. Um, And this one also has to do with libraries. So a woman um, has a fight with her boyfriend. She walks out into the night of Chicago after uh, that and runs into this Winnebago just parked in the middle of the street, nobody else around, and the door opens, and this man lets her in. And she steps in thinking, maybe this isn't wise for me to be getting on a Winnebago in the middle of a street in Chicago at night. And she walks in, and it's a library. And it's not just any old library. She starts to look at all the books on the shelves, and she finds her diary. 
and she finds that all of the books on this bookmobile were books she has read at some point in her life. And she stays there all night until he has to close up, and she gets out, and she spends the rest of her life trying to find it again, reading, thinking, when I find this bookmobile again, the shelves will have grown. So it's a, it's 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 this great kind of sweet, creepy Twilight Zone kind of story. Um, it's about books and obsessiveness and about dreams and nightmares. Um, I thought it was really it's it's um, really really interesting um, short read. And the interesting thing I just discovered about it afterwards is that it was serialized. Um, a couple of years ago on The Guardian um, in, in England online. So you can check it out at the library, but you can also check it out in its serial form on um, The Guardian's website online. And that's The Night Bookmobile by Audrey Niffenegger. That sounds excellent, Misha. That's a book I'd heard about but hadn't really heard anything about, and now I really want to read it, actually. That's, yeah, uh, that's, Twilight Zone. That's excellent. Well, I just read uh, a book called The Taquacores, um, which I'll actually spell T-A-Q-W-A-C-O-R-E-S because it's not a word you, you see every day. Taquacore actually refers to um, Islamic punk. Um, and it was written by uh, Michael Muhammad Knight, is, is the author. And this is a book about Islamic punk. And I have to tell you, about 20 pages into it, and this is sort of a cult classic, and I picked it up because there's a movie that's been made from it that's going to be appearing at the Northwest Film Forum in February of 2011. And um, so I, I thought this would be kind of fun. And about 20 pages in, I thought, I, I may be having trouble with this because there was a lot of Arabic and a lot of references to different sort of Islamic rites and beliefs that I didn't really know and it felt kind of unfamiliar to me. But then a little ways further in, not, not much further in, it started to feel very familiar to me. Because basically it's a book about these people, this group of people living in a house in college. They're, in, they're going to school in Buffalo, New York, and this is just this big house where they all live. They are all followers of Islam, but from a wide range of different walks of life and views, there's, um, there's a stoner who goes up on the roof with his, with his hash pipe and his Quran. Um, there's this very hardline, hardcore guy named Umar who just kind of scowls at everybody all the time. There's this, a character named Rude Dawood, which I like because my name is David. And it's sort of, anyway, um, and there's a guy named John Gere who's uh, great with the ladies, and he's kind of a big tent uh, thinker about kind of searching for a new American Islam in California and, and this punk scene. It's narrated by a sort of an everyman nebushi character named Yusuf. And what it... The reason I felt at home was it basically just reminded me of college and this kind of ferment of ideas and experiences that are different than yours and hormonally too. Their use of kind of goes through some definitely a kind of a growing up process. There's tension with women. There's a woman who lives in the house who's a feminist, um, which is kind of a challenge for a lot of the guys who live there, um, notwithstanding the fact that she's always wearing a burqa. So there's that, but it's a burqa with like punk rock patches on it so it's just this really kind of culture clashy thing and ultimately I thought it was actually a very accessible book about Islam because it's a questioning and kind of a questing book about Islam um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to I'm now going to read the sequel which is called Osama Van Halen um, I gather these books are kind of controversial with some um, but that's part of their appeal um, so this was the the Taquacores by 
year was it? This was originally published actually in a, as a zine back in 2003, and then it was picked up by Soft Skull Press and, and republished as a book, I think, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's still in print now, and the library has it. Okay, and I'm sorry I interrupted you when oh, you were no. saying the title. And the yeah, The again. Talk Records <laughs> by uh, Michael Muhammad Knight. So what, el- what, what else have we been reading? Okay, this is the perfect um, setup because you were just talking about communal living in college, and I just began reading the newest book by Armistead Mopin, Marianne in the Autumn. And so that's a continuation of Tales of the City, which was communal living in an apartment building at its finest. I'm a big fan of Tales of the City. And now Marianne Singleton, if you ever saw the PBS series played by Laura Linney, uh, Marianne Singleton is in her, her late 50s and she returns to San Francisco. And I've only just begun reading it, so I'm not sure what's going to happen. But it's set up like all the other the first few books in Tales of the City where every chapter is from a different character's viewpoint and it's just so wonderful to be back with Michael even Brian and Shauna and Anna Madrigal is is 87 years old and still alive and wonderful and it's just the right book at the right time for me I'm thoroughly enjoying it and I wanted to add that Armistead Mopin is an anagram for is a man I dreamt up so, is a man I dreamt up is Armistead Mopin, and every time I try to figure that out, say that I always have to write it out and cross out the letters. Is is it a man I dreamed up? It's dreamt up. Armistead Mopin is a man I dreamt up, and Anna Madrigal is an anagram for a man and a girl. So, if you're a hardcore Tales of the City follower, you probably already know that. And if not, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Excellent. Well, but if Welcome trivia. Not trivia, though. It's not trivial at all. Well, like Linda, I'm, I'm reading a book that is, to some degree, about communal living as well. Um, and it's also a book I haven't finished yet. So um, it's called The L-Shaped Room by Lynn Reed Banks. And I came across it because I was um, searching online, and, you know, it was one of those, if you like this, you're probably going to like this, too. And I thought, oh, I'll give it a try. Well, it's about, it, it came out in the, in the early 60s. Um, there was a film made as well. Um, but it, it, it's set in the 50s in England. And it's about the time in, in England when getting pregnant out of wedlock was, uh, you know, a taboo. So it's about a girl who gets pregnant. Her father kicks her out, and she ends up living in this seedy apartment building. You know, there's prostitutes in the basement. And, you know, she is, is you know, desperately trying to hide what's going on with her while she's meeting these people who she didn't think that she would, you know, um, be friends with, who become, you know, a part of her life and, and you know, her, her major network. Now, the thing that I do have to mention about it, which was surprising to me, is that it's, it is very of its time. Um, it, there's a lot of, um, you know, I have to say, racist, homophobic content and, and thoughts of the narrator. It seems to me that some of it is actually being challenged that she's kind of like coming through some of it but some of it is just sort of there and it's hard to say is it the author is it the is it the character and you know it's just a good example of there are some things that are hard to read now you know in in our context in just terms of you know what was going on but here's why I am continuing to read it um, because the narrator's voice is really quite wonderful in parts and here's just a little taste of the, the style the main character Jane 
Graham says, It's funny how, when you really want to say something bitchy and cunning to someone who's been bitchy to you, you can't think of anything till afterwards. When there's no real call for it, you come suddenly out with a piece of nine-carat bitchery that shakes even you. <laughs> that could be written today. That's great. That could have been on Sex in the City. That's The L-Shaped Room by Lynn Reed Banks. Oh, and I should mention, she's most well-known for a children's book called Indian in the Cupboard, and I confess I haven't read that one. I understand that one's problematic, too. But, you know, sometimes it's interesting to revisit these books that mm-hmm. are... are uh, challenging and different. Yeah. You know, Nancy Pearl talked a lot last year about a book called Scoop by Evelyn Waugh, which she thought was wonderful in a lot of aspects, but she also felt like she had to warn readers about its mm-hmm. uh, more um, unpleasant and offensive parts. Do you think parts. That this would be a good book for discussion? I think it definitely would. And it's so pretty. Who's the publisher? I was just trying to grab the um, book. I, you know, I got this from England. The library does own a copy, but it's a vintage classics Damn. edition. It's really pretty. Mm-hmm. Armisha only reads books that have been shipped direct from the UK. She's very... And by the way, that thing... Now, I have to, I have to introduce my own little bit of trivia, just because I love this fact. That, so you're talking about that nine-carat bitchery and, and how you can never think of it. There's a wonderful expression for that, a French expression called l'esprit d'escalier, which translates as the spirit of the staircase, which, is, which means that wonderfully witty thing you think up uh, right when it's too late to say it. L'esprit d'escalier. So anyway. That's great. That's um, my life. You need to write that down for me. Well, I'm going to finish with a, a collection of short stories. I, I love short stories because I read short stories at the library for my adult story time called Thrilling Tales. And this is a collection of the kinds of stories I read. It's called Agents of Treachery, never-before-published spy fiction from today's most exciting writers. Otto Penzler is the editor. These are just great, great um, plot-driven stories, really compelling. And who should read it? I think anybody who likes thrillers but has never read short stories or anybody who likes short stories but has never read thrillers. I, I think it's a very accessible collection and a lot of fun and would be fun to read on a, on, a, on a phone because they're all short and you could read them on a commute and just kind of have a good reading experience and then be done with it, that kind of thing. So, um, so that's Agents of Treachery. And I want to thank you for joining us for uh, Seattle Biblio Cafe, Episode 6. This podcast was presented by the Seattle Public Library and Foundation and made possible by your contributions to the Seattle Public Library Foundation. Thanks for listening.